And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. We're back. Sorry, I just got some food in my mouth. Let me just finish it. We're back with episode 180, I believe. Let me scroll down. Yep, 180. Here we go. We're doing this. Still on time. It is the the day this episode's supposed to come out. Uh, I could not do anything last night. Again, what what I do last night? Nothing. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did nothing. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't record. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hundred percent positive I did nothing. <laughs> In fact, I remember watching a lot of you know this past week. I've just been watching a lot of game shows. I've been trying to catch up with Weakest Link. Uh, which is the NBC is following ABC's lead and re rebooting all of its game shows. So I've been, I've been catching up on those. Uh, it's same thing for who wants to be a millionaire on ABC. Great shows. Truly, truly great shows. Uh, oh, last night. I know what I did last night. I did. Uh, I worked out and then did some yoga. I did it. I did it two a day yesterday. Uh, actually, you know what? There's huge storms here in Atlanta. And also in Louisiana, <laughs> but here in Atlanta, because of the tornado or hurricane, there were huge storms. And so the power was going out around 4 a.m. Uh, usually I wake up at five o'clock to go to the gym. So I woke up at four because the power went out and my sleep noise, my sleep noises <laughs> went off. <laughs> I'm a very light sleeper. And, and so I went to the gym knowing that the lights, were, like the power was going to be off. Uh, but the power came back on here like almost instantly. Uh, but knowing the powers might be off, I went to the gym, and lo and behold, they were off. Uh, and but I went, and the front desk guy was like, "Hey, come, come! I mean, there's five people in here, so if you want to work out." And I said, "Great! Thursdays are my boxing day, so I got to box in the dark." Uh, there were obviously they had security lights, uh, but that was really cool to, it, for it to be these, you know, Blade Runner esque neon blue lights, and you know, sparingly put up around the gym where I could just box and it was like, it was sick. It was so, I never say the word sick. It was so sick to be able to just box in the dark like that. Uh, I looked, I looked so cool. I looked so cool. And I, I did take photos. <laughs> I guess sure every, I actually, people did do that. Cause I, I went onto the Instagram of the gym this morning and saw that people, uh, took videos of themselves squatting in the dark, which, uh, I would not do. Also, really bad form on some of the squats. <laughs> People do have bad form in the gym, and uh, I don't think. And you know, they look in the mirror. I see people look in the mirror all the time. I I try to avoid the mirror. You don't need it. Um, and, uh, and you know, you could argue, you can make an argument that looking in the mirror can help you with your form, but it doesn't. You should feel it. You should be able to feel that you're not doing whatever you're doing. Anyway, I got to move on because there's a lot of stuff on the docket today. Why did I look at the iPad? I need to look at the uh, the Notion. I'm using Notion for the constitutional stuff because uh, I can just click on links. Oh, last night. I know what I also, when I was working out. <laughs> so, uh, I, so, so last night I was working out, I turned on Shepard Smith from Fox News. Has, is the camera lopsided? It looks lopsided. Shepard Smith from Fox News left Fox News last year, and it was announced this summer that he was doing a show with CNBC just called The News. And, you know, if you don't, 
pay attention to this stuff. You just think, oh, okay, this guy is a douche from Fox, from Fox News. He's probably racist. <clears throat> look at the uh, look at what NBC again did with Megyn Kelly. Like she, you know, they knew she was going to be problematic, and then she came on. She didn't have good ratings, and then she said some problematic things, and they just ousted her. Um, what, what, what makes this different? So I had that I had that going in, uh, and I said it was like it was like five five thirty, and I said you know what I, this is coming on I'll just turn on Mad Money and I'll watch uh, Shepard's show. So usually in that slot they air episodes of Shark Tank because usually by the you know by the end of Mad Money everything's over, or maybe it was six thirty yeah because I think Mad Money was at six six o'clock whatever none of that matters anyway. So the news with Shepard Fox, Shepard Smith is a show Shepard Fox because he was on he was on Fox News since it started in like '96. So this guy is Fox, uh, but he's been having he had rather when he was at Fox, you know he was kind of like the person on the outside. He at the end he was sick of you know all of this editorial editorialized stuff. He wasn't reporting the facts. Or he he was challenging the network to report the facts, and so he just stepped away. Um, and now he's doing this show where it's just straight up news. Like this is CNBC's only news show. They're not talking about stocks, not talking about bonds. It's a it's a news show, and he's using correspondence from CNBC. He's in, using correspondence from NBC News. And uh, while that may sound like it's bland and boring, like it's just a straight up news show on CNBC. It is. It's just, but it's it doesn't have the cable news stuff that you know a Fox News show it had. Or I turned on Chris Matthews uh, a little bit before bed last night. It doesn't have the MSNBC, the the CNN. It doesn't have that kind of feel to it. It's it feels what it feels like a cable version of PBS NewsHour, and that's a great way to put it. Um, so it's called the News with Shepard Smith, and I did add a link to it because I had to look up. Why would they hire this guy? And this comes from the New York Times, written by Michael M. Grinbaum. Grinbaum, and uh, the the title is the headline is Shepard Smith, Fox News apostate, is starting over at CNBC, and it's a it's just a profile on uh, Shepard uh, during this coronavirus pandemic time, and the show I believe started in October. Yeah, in early October. So this is he's only like this is his first month of the show, and you know you learn a lot about this uh, this guy. Like I learned that Shepard Smith is gay. No idea. I had no idea. Obviously, it's not my business. Not your business either. But he's gay, and so he's a gay. I assume Republican over there <laughs> reporting news on Fox News for as many years as he was doing that. Uh, but now he's over at CNBC, which is but and that's not to say that gay people are, you know, the good people. My the neighbors at my uh, last place were horrible they, and they were part of the queer community and they were uh, just the worst. They would sit around, you know, doing drugs, smoking all day uh, and uh, not work and they would party at night. So, you know, anyway, uh, but now so the tagline to his show is. All caps, the facts, period, the truth, period. And true, yeah, it comes on at 7 p.m. So that's what he does. Um, and his show, and that, and this news, this new show, The News, which is a stupid title, uh, he, and he has nothing negative to say about Fox News, which I thought was interesting. But he, uh, this new show gets a fraction 
of the roughly 2.5 million viewers who watched Fox News at that hour. Before he left Fox News, Mr. Smith averaged about 1.3 million viewers in his 3 p.m. time slot, outranking CNN and MSNBC. And we know that Fox News is the most watched cable channel of the year, which is great for them, but horrible for everybody else. He doesn't want to reinvent the wheel, and uh, but people have been watching the uh, 6:30 newscast from CN- from uh, excuse me from uh, CBS, ABC, and, and, and NBC. So uh, NBC News, ABC News, and uh, CBS News, um, and those are great. Those are good for what they are. But he, I, I think he's just trying to capitalize on that uh, that that kind of freedom that that's going to be allotted to him to actually tell the news the way that it should be told, which is via the news. Uh, so for now, I think it's a fine show and it, and it's not going to give him any room to, cause he was throwing two stories over and over again. Uh, and he was, I guess he was kind of like, oh, I was going to say pundit, but that's not right. That's not the right term. He's the, He's the head figure, and then everybody else, you know, is around him, helping him tell the news. So I, oh, and he's, and there's not going to be any, there's not going to be, speaking of pundits, there's not going to be any pundits there. He's not going to talk to people. He's just going to give the facts. So that's, that's a nice thing to have. Uh, we'll see how this turns out. I mean, I, you know, I, I never watched his, sh- uh, obviously, I don't watch Fox News. In fact, on YouTube TV, I, uh, I blank out all the Fox channels, <laughs> except for Fox Broadcasting Network and the sports. Uh, but other than that, I just, you know, uh, and FXX, well, that's not owned by Fox anyway. So anyway, so, <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, but I, <clears throat> there, there's no, there's no opening for him to end up with a Megan Kelly moment. Like she had on today show where she said her during her today hour and hers, I don't, she had also had a Sunday morning show, which I completely forgot about, but I remember the today hour, which was the third hour or fourth hour she had. Uh, and she said it was the black it was the blackface argument, and I mean we knew, you know she had those types of thoughts. I just think the problem is that you know when you hire these people who you think are gonna be and the and the the president of CNBC said he he hired him just so we can have a you know a different voice on the network, which is fine whatever that means. But, uh, you know, when you hire these people, they're eventually going to speak their mind because they were allowed to do that on their previous network on the prior network. So, uh, that's what happens with that. Let's get to one more thing. You know, since we're on the news, we're on the politics, uh, section of this show. <laughs> Let's talk about this comes from the Hollywood reporter study. LeBron James cited as most influential celebrity in the 2020 election written by Chris Gardner, uh, the survey comes from Whitman Insight Strategies and MRC Data in partnership with DISQO Disco. <laughs> Measure the intersection of entertainment, influence, and politics among 1,103 likely voters. Now, it might not seem like enough, but that's generally how it goes. Overall, 12% of the voters reported that an entertainer or athlete influenced their thinking regarding the election. Influence is high with black voters with uh, 28%, Hispanic Latino voters at 20%, LGBT, LGBT, LGBTQ 17%, Gen Z and millennials both at 17%. Uh, and obviously people can be swayed by what somebody says. Look at what LeBron James, obviously, Kim, Kim Kardashian, 
even the president, even whenever he says something, you know, as many people follow him, they're going to have, he's going to have half a million likes or whatever, what have you. Um, so it makes sense that somebody like LeBron James, who can stand as a, as a, as a figurehead for his part of the industry, which is basketball, which is sports in general, he can stand as a figurehead for his part, a part of the industry. And same thing for Megan Rapino. you know, these, uh, these people can come out and say something and, uh, people will take it and run with it and agree or disagree, uh, whatever that may be. Um, but I do, you know, seeing something like this and then seeing, you know, I, I learned that today Lil Wayne uh, is a Trump supporter or I guess he's he's working with Trump. Uh, you know, same thing for Ice Cube, uh, 50 Cent, even Brett Favre, I saw uh, voted for Trump. Uh, so I can't like Brett Favre anymore. Uh, it's not that he's a Republican, it's that he voted for Trump. And that's a whole thing, whole separate deal. Uh, but then, you know, seeing all this stuff uh no matter no matter what how good how what kind of good you're doing i am holding a grudge lebron james earlier a couple of months ago when they were thinking about shutting down the uh, the basketball season again uh because there was another pol- police shooting of a, a person of color um uh, lebron said in closed door meetings with the players uh i already got mine as saying that he's already has his money, and that that sticks. That's going to stick in the back of my head every single time something happens with LeBron. No matter what good he does, something it's always going to stick in the back of my mind. But it makes sense that LeBron is the person <laughs> right now that is the most influential. Like, I mean, he's the one of the best sports players in the world. You can like even if Dwayne like because you know Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, yes, he has that reach. Yes, he can be the highest paid actor, but. LeBron is, he goes beyond party lines. Insane. Uh, Kanye West, apparently, oh my gosh, what? Rounding out the top 10 favorable names, Reese Witherspoon, Alicia Keys, Leonardo DiCaprio, Neil Patrick Harris, John Legend, Dr. Anthony Fauci, The Vooch, Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro, and Chris Evans. I don't like that guy. Uh, ask me why I don't like Chris Evans. I will not say it on a podcast, but I, there's a reason. The bottom of the list receiving a majority of unfavorable votes for Trump, Kylie Jenner, <laughs> Kanye West, Mitch McConnell, and Kim Kardashian. <laughs> what? All right. Listen, let's go to break. If we come back, we'll get some other news. It's so And we're back to the show. You know, I didn't, I didn't do that little noise I usually do when we go to break. Oh, let's press play. I got a candle going on over here. I got a, a wax melting in the wax melter. It smells good. I just came off of a, uh, a therapy session, so <laughs> that's the reason why those things are lit. And uh, I just said I, I finished. And I said, you know what? I got to. I'm gonna knock out this podcast while I still can. I don't know why I got into a laughing fit at the end of that last segment. It just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Those people were so low. Okay, this comes from The Verge. Ubisoft is getting serious about PC gaming. I'm going to move these around. I wonder if I can do that without messing things up too much. Uh, Notion is a great note-taking app, but if you don't put in the time, then you're going to get a lot of... 
uh, it's going to be difficult to use. These, all right, listen, if I, I've mentioned this before, but if I am a regular reader of your website and I have, and I turn off ad blocker, I don't want to see full page ads or full header ads. I don't want to see any of that stuff. Just give me the website. Jesus, you're getting the money. Uplay Plus subscription service rebrands, oh yeah, it's Ubisoft Plus. Expands to Stadia and Luna, which is Amazon's game streaming platform. So I guess you play, you uh, yeah, you play Ubisoft's Uplay had uh, a PC subscription service where you can get all of the latest games from Ubisoft. But now, oh, they're gonna have uh, the new Assassin's Creed, the new Watch Dogs. Oh wow, for fifteen dollars a month, that's amazing. I don't, I'm not a PC gamer, but that's amazing. That also explains why all the reviews I read this week were for PC, for the PC version. All these subscription services are just, it's insane. Um, this is, it's not cloud, it's not cloud streaming, but the the Google Stadia and the, the Amazon Luna one are cloud streaming. But the PC version, you would have, you'd, you'd have access to the game via your, your, your PC itself. You just download all the, the gigabytes itself. Ubisoft Plus will be separate from Luna and Stadia's existing Stadia Pro subscription and Luna Plus channel. That makes sense. Meaning that at least for the beta, that same $15 per month will give you access to a wide variety of cloud streaming games right from the start. So you pay the you pay the Google, you pay those Amazon or Google the $15 and then you pay no $15 and then you'll be you'll have all the games you can uh, want from Ubisoft. <laughs> Furthermore, Ubisoft is promising that it'll have cross-progression for a variety of games offered through Ubisoft+. Plus. I wonder if, you know, EA Play, which is now being folded on Xbox at least, into Game Pass, and then also you can get EA Play on PC, and you can all, or no, just via Game Pass, but, uh, but you can also get on PlayStation, you know, for five bucks a month, you get all the access to all these EA games, but you only get the newer games, like that newest Star Wars game, you'd only be able to play the first couple of hours. Um, I wonder, and then we have Game Pass, and then PlayStation Now, and then even PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Gold. I wonder if games or gaming is going to go the way of, it won't, but if it, if it would go the way of watching television, whereas, where is, where is, whereas, you know, you're, where in, excuse me, <laughs> you're just watching you know, you're paying a certain amount of money to a streaming platform and you're watching though only those shows on that streaming platform. Um, interesting. Oh, because Apple Arcade too and then Google Play Plus or whatever that is. Oh my gosh, there's so many subscription services. Says the guy who pays for all of the major video ones. <laughs> I gotta get my shows. This, I mean, the gaming, the the, <clears throat> the gaming cloud thing is, uh, I don't know, I don't know if that really works for gaming right now, but I don't, I, I've never tested it out. Okay, this next thing comes from Spotify and Gadget. Excuse me, Spotify users are stacking up. <clears throat> and now, Spotify, written by Steve Dent, Spotify is adding users faster than it would than I thought it would. It now has thirty three hundred and twenty million active and 144 million paid subscribers 
miles beyond his rivals. Uh, the, 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 okay. So right now we're about, <clears throat> I don't know what's getting wrong with my throat. Right now we are about to, we're uh, about to enter Q4 of the fiscal year. And uh, so Q3 is ending and all of these reports, which is the last part of this episode uh, are coming out. And we've so we've had some uh, pretty bad what people are calling the COVID-19 slumps, you know, related slumps for these first two quarters because of the the, the pandemic. Uh, but now. Even if the economy is, you know, going up and down, as it has been in the past couple of months, uh, digital platforms are prevailing. I believe last week it was said that Netflix missed its subscriber numbers, but it's still doing it's still doing hot. And so you, you can even see that Spotify is killing it, killing it truly for a music streaming platform. Apple Music, Amazon Music has 55 million subscribers. Apple Music has 60 million. I would be surprised if YouTube <laughs> Music has anything. <laughs> Has anything but seven people, <laughs> me included, uh, and and it's shelling out the money in order to have the these subscribers. I mean, uh, on top of the music stuff, it's got the podcasting stuff, and now it's introducing, you know, those weird videos that they're doing. I don't know. I don't really. I think they're doing music videos, but yeah, and and maybe video podcast, but you know, they're paying money for, for Joe Rogan's podcast and again, they bought Gimlet. And so they're really investing in the audio future of themselves. Uh, like they pay, Spotify said music releases were up 13% over the last quarter. Taylor Swift's folklore, which is a very good album, set a record for the most first day streams by a female artist. I don't know why they qualify like that. The company now counts 1.9 million podcasts, up 19%, including this show. Including exclusive from Michelle Obama, Kim Kardashian, Joe Rogan. I mean, Spotify is, is I mean, the best. It's a convoluted app, but it's it's the best streaming pla- uh, music streaming platform. Um, but now we're going to have, you know, especially with Apple coming out with Apple One, I believe today's the first day you can get Apple One, which is their bundle program where you can get Apple TV plus and Apple music and Apple arcade and Apple, uh, iCloud. And, you know, starting at 15 bucks a month, you could get all that stuff for just 15 bucks instead of paying, you know, five bucks individually for all of them. Uh, so I mean, I mean, yeah, I can see, I can see Apple cannibalizing some of Spotify's user base, but I don't, I don't see anybody making the jump from you know if they've invested their time into one platform i don't see them going into another one like i see people you know talk about leaving youtube music to go to spotify but chances are you already had a spotify account already set up i know i know i every couple of weeks uh i go <laughs> I, I i get some of the I, I make sure my albums are on parody not my playlist because that's insane but i make sure my albums are on parody with each other um you know Last week, both Spotify and YouTube Music, I added Bruce Springsteen's Letter to You, just to make sure it's on both. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> Speaking of streaming services, Netflix is raising its prices $1, as they usually do every single year, and people don't even freak out about this. Julia Alexander, Netflix is raising the price of its most popular plan 
to $14 today, premium tier raise increasing to $18 per month. So if you want to get the 4K streaming and multiple devices, you'll pay $18. If you want to get HD streaming and two devices, you'll pay $14. It's a $1 increase. They've been doing this for years, um, and they can. They can't they can afford to do it. Even though they are losing money hand over foot and they're spending money hand over foot, uh, you're still gonna you're still gonna use Netflix. I'm still gonna use Netflix, and uh, they're still gonna get users. They're still gonna get credit, um, you know, from from investors and everything. So, I mean, this is this means nothing in, in the uh, in the long run. You're still gonna pay for it. Uh, at some point, I guarantee. Netflix is going to be $20 a month and that's the, and that'll be the base tier. I guarantee it. And in, and it's funny because analysts, when HBO max came out, analysts said that uh, $15 a month was too much. But I, th- I believe I have a story that, that says uh, HBO max. No, I don't have a story. There's a, I saw a story that HBO max had, Oh my God, I just closed that tab. HBO max had, um, uh, 22 million subscribers or something like that. I I just think it's gonna, it's you know there's it's not gonna be a point where Netflix is is too big. I don't I don't think I think because I think it's just so easy and simple and the and the name is just so synonymous with, you know, God I hate this quality content. <laughs> Uh, analyst Ross Beans, who covers Netflix for eMarketer, told The Verge that Netflix is still underpriced. He added that people get, quote, a lot of value for not a lot of money. And it's because all of these different factors, and with Netflix becoming an even more central streaming service in people's lives during the pandemic, that Netflix could ask for an extra dollar per month and people would pay. Again, $20 is not going to be insane. Trust me. Let's move on. Uh, Peacock's subscribers surge. YouTube TV subscribers top 3 million. But let's see these Peacock subscribers. Uh, nearly, excuse me, I'm sorry. The 22 million wasn't for HBO Max. It was for Peacock. The So Comcast did have profits drop, but they also did have a bunch of subscribers to Peacock. There's no telling how many of them are paying. Also, they canceled the Brave New World show, which was not received well, apparently. I saw one episode, and I said, I'm good. Cable Network's revenue, sir, no, excuse me, dipped 1.3%. Home Entertainment revenue surged 49%, mostly because of Trolls World Tour. Content licensing rose. So that's uh, so Comcast did all right, but mostly because of the, the digital stuff. Tube filter. YouTube hits five billion in ad revenue. God, don't have a fucking <laughs> in ad revenue thirty million. I'll have to believe that. <laughs> I'm not going to. And music subscribers in Q3. So YouTube TV has a bunch of subscribers, which is good. And YouTube music is doing hot. I'm trying to find the numbers for YouTube TV. So 3 million YouTube TV subscribers. I'm one of them and 30 million paying premium and music subscribers. 35 million current counting those currently on free trials. Great. Uh, so they are roughly half of what Apple Music is 
And that is roughly a third of what Spotify is <laughs> or two thirds of what Spotify is. Uh, Google did take a hit like YouTube uh, because of uh, in the in the second quarter because of the pandemic. And it's his very first year of a year decline in revenue. Interesting. But they're building. And if Google was smart, they would. Thank you. I've got a brain the size of a planet. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. But if it was smart, they would. But if it was smart, <laughs> it would uh, stick with the th- stick with stuff. It always the company always uh, drops stuff left and right. They'll get halfway into something and they'll stop, like a product or a service, which is annoying to say the least. And then IMAX earnings were down forty-seven million dollars in the third quarter. This comes from the rap written by Tony Maglio. 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 Uh, that I'm sorry. That deadline piece. I didn't say who that was written by, and that's going to bother me if I don't say anything. The deadline piece was written by Jill Goldsmith. So uh, this is from the rap, Tony Maglio. IMAX lost $47 million in the third quarter. We know why, because of the pandemic. Uh, and we, and we, and it's, it's just a constant, uh, we see this, we see this. These companies are going to lose money left and right because of the pandemic. And this is, and that's part of the reason why the I don't know if it can happen with IMAX, but that's part of the reason why the uh, the theaters are asking for a bailout from the government because they can't survive if they ha- if they lose money left and right. Uh, why am I saying that? <laughs> they lose money because of something they cannot control. Wall Street had forecast a loss of thirty cents per share on twenty nine point six eight million dollars in revenue, according to the consensus estimate compiled by Yahoo Finance. IMAX actually reported a loss of seventy five cents per share on thirty seven point three million in the revenue. I uh, I didn't want to continue on doing that. I just thought that was very interesting. Um, we've got to we got to find a way to get the business fixed, and the same thing goes for uh, Broadway as well. We got to get these things together. Listen, if you like what you heard here, I don't know why you would head on over to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where you can see me talking to your favorite comedians. I got two interviews coming up next week. Uh, so for the following week, they'll be ready. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, if you want to see a video version of the show, head to youtube.com slash Oh, I have a hanging Chad costume from how I met your mother. <laughs> I made this. I thought it was cute. Uh, it's a it's a deep reference in How I Met Your Mother. I think you should check it out. Happy Halloween, by the way. I'm not doing anything for Halloween. I just made this costume for my benefit. You can <laughs> youtube.com slash C comedy to see a video version of this. Also, that's where we keep... Uh, uh, oh, the hanging chat wasn't hanging. That's also where we keep uh, news time. News time is <laughs> the premiere show. It's I take one story... And I dive right into it. It's like the Daily Show, but less funny. This week's episode is about. Uh, let's see, if we can do this before the camera shuts off. The camera's going to shut off in any second now. Uh, Quibi. Quibi is calling it quits. That's what the episode's called. Quibi calls it quits with a Q. And uh, it's a good episode about Quibi. Final episode about Quibi, too. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, at Seepless Comedy. Me on Twitter, Instagram, at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Listen, rate, review, subscribe this show wherever you can. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) All right. Come on.